You're listening to The Lost Art of Liner Notes, a podcast by Rumble Yard. You can find more episodes of this show by subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Recently, we caught up with the Sisterhood Band and invited them to sit down with Liz Cost of Sony Music Nashville to discuss making their new acoustic collection of songs called The Summer Set List. I'm Liz Cost from Sony Music Nashville. And I'm here with the Sisterhood Band. I am Ruby Stewart. <laughs> I'm Alyssa Bonacura. And we, we are, are the Sisterhood, Sisterhood band. band. That's us. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi, Lizzie. Hello, Lizzie. Hi, Podcast Land. You didn't nice mention to meet that you're you. also our best friend, too. Well, and you take care best of friend, us. marketing manager. Same thing. Um, well, guys, I figured that we could start with just talking a little bit about you two individually growing up in your musical background and then kind of how you guys got together. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Liz. Okay, it's a pretty fun story. Um, and it's <laughs> so like, fun it never gets old when we tell it because it's I, every time we tell it, I think it kind of blows us away too how it all happened. But so um, basically, the start of the sisterhood happened because my boyfriend's in a band called Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown, and um, they got asked to play this Jimmy Page book signing event in LA at the Sunset Marquee. They went out there to play all these songs for Jimmy Page, and they were basically like playing acoustic versions of this song at the Sunset Marquee Hotel. In front of Jimmy Page. In front of Jimmy Page. So, and they were freaking out. And I was so jealous that I couldn't go, but it was like, you know, exclusive thing. And so, no girls allowed. No girls allowed. (laughs) No. So, I get a call from Graham like later that night to fill me in on like what, you know, how it was. And he was like, man, it was so cool. We got to meet Jimmy Page. And now Tyler's recording this song with this girl named Ruby in the studio at the Marquee. And I was like, Who's Ruby? Yeah. Why are you hanging out with girls? Yeah, who's this girl Ruby? <laughs> and um, and he was like, no, she's really cool, a great singer, and they're writing this song. I guess they met in the bar, and um, so that's what's happening, right? They're making music. So fast forward like a couple weeks later, Ruby came to Nashville to work with Tyler. At this time, we were both working on our solo careers and writing for our projects, and so she was writing for her solo career with Tyler. And Tyler calls me up at like 11 o'clock at night one night, and he's like, Hey, Alyssa, um, Ruby's leaving tomorrow, and I really want you to meet her. Can can I bring her over? And it was like, I was in my pajamas. It was like a Tuesday night or something. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't care. Bring her over. So she came over, and I met her. And I was like, have I met you before? Like, this is so weird. I feel like I've known you forever. And we hadn't, you know. And Tyler was like, can you play her one of your songs, Alyssa? I want, I want her to hear what you do. And so I... I was like, sure. So I played her one of my songs like that I was child. working on. You played me like a child. It's called Like a Child. I love that song till this day. It's Thanks. a beautiful song. So and she so then she was like, Can you send me that song? And I was like, Yeah, you know, I had a little demo of it. So I sent it to her. She left, went back to LA and she wrote me this email and she was like Man, she's like, this is the kind of music that I love, and anything that you do, I'm, I'll get behind. And I thought that was really cool at the time because I was going through struggling with like what producer I was going to use on my record and and if I should be doing it myself because I went to school for engineering and production and all that stuff. So anyway, that's how everything started. And then Ruby called me, and this was like, I want to say it was like maybe a month later because she had found out I had a studio in Franklin. I think we recorded a little bit in your studio. I, I can't think we remember. Recorded like two songs because that's how I knew you were such an amazing engineer. Because I was like, "Whoa, this girl's not messing around." And um, well, and I was... think we did someone's in fire. And then I came back to Nashville with that project of my sisters. My sister did a reality television show called Stewart and Hamiltons, 
And um, we went to Haiti and like did nonprofit work. And I came back and was just so moved by these kids that are living without, you know, light in Haiti. And Alyssa and I started writing for the whole show. And I feel like One Light was really when we got to know each other as far as like lyrically writing things yeah. together. So. Well, the first song we ever wrote, you came back. Right. There was like three trips that you came back. The first the one I met you. was when we first wrote. Yeah. The second trip, she came back to write more songs with Tyler. And during that trip, she came over to our house. Graham and I have a house in Nashville. And it snowed one night. And we got like stuck in this house. Which and in Nashville, it like doesn't snow. Doesn't so snow. It's, everything shuts down. There's yeah. no snow plows, no, right? So, yeah, no plows. Yeah. So everybody was like, great, school days, oh, you know, <laughs> snow day. And um, so we're, we're kind of just like drinking wine and the guys start jamming downstairs in the basement. We've got this really cool jam room in our house. And so Ruby and I looked at each other, we're like, well, we should write a song too. And so we went upstairs in the bathroom, which was the only quiet place. And we like lit all these candles and we were like, okay, we're going to write a song up here because this is the only place we can hear ourselves right now. And so we wrote our first two songs and I remember Tyler came up after they were done jamming and he was like, what are you guys working on? And I was like, I don't know, we, but we just wrote this song. He was like, man, that's really good. And so it was crazy because we'd written these like two songs in like an hour or something like that, something crazy yeah. like that. So that's kind of how the sisterhood was born. And when she got the gig for her sister doing the TV show, she was like, hey, I know you have a studio. Do you think we could record these TV songs for this show. They and wanted us to like score it, which we were like, we're not going to score it. We're just going to write, write songs for it. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. We're like, we can actually sing. We don't need to just play this. <laughs> so, we, so then I remember she came, this is the third trip, she came back to Nashville and she was staying at my house in Franklin. And we would wake up, have coffee, and we'd go to the studio and we'd write oh, more songs. It was I so much fun. There's, like, so much there's fun. like footage, I think your mom took footage of us like actually producing with facial masks Face, on. Yeah. Yeah, and we, like yeah. in our PJs. Yeah, because no one's around, so we're just like, whatever. This is like sleepover. <laughs> we made a lot of that EP actually, just like yeah. in our PJs. Yeah, which is pretty the awesome. First, yeah, the first little EP we put out. Um, that's a long what, a long maybe time. that's why it was so magical, just doing stuff in your PJs. Yeah, you know. But so that's kind of how the whole thing happened. And I remember she looked at me halfway through the the week, and she's like, "You know, we should just start a band." And I was like yeah, let's do it, you know, and rebel yeah. against everything that we were struggling with because we were trying to, like, do all this stuff and no doors were opening as solo artists for us. I mean, little things were happening, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of weird we've had, like, this these parallel lives, but we called it the sisterhood because that's really, it was like, we are. I, I'm an only child, so I, I had never had and a I sister. I am not. <laughs> I say to Alyssa, I'm like, I have eight. So if you want to borrow one, one of my siblings—not kids, just siblings. Just siblings. (laughs) Take one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how the sisterhood was born. And how did you come up with that name specifically? Like, well, actually, was my my best friend Chloe. um, She was kind of watching us work. And we were trying to figure out a band name, and everything was just taken. It's really hard to find a band name. It really is like difficult. Imagine what it was like in the like in the sixties when probably they're like, let's easier. call it the band. They're yeah, like, cool, it's probably, that's let's not call taken. it the Who. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was way easier then because you know you have domains and stuff you have to buy now. So she was sitting there and she was watching us and, and she's she was British, like, by the way, she's you got do, a great you do her, you do her, and it's very low too. She, British she's accent. like, you know, you got what you have is like you really have a sister. That's maybe a little bit too low. Is I hope she's low? not listening to this. Chloe, I'm sorry. Wait, she's like, you know, you guys have like a sisterhood. Yeah. And that's what you are when I see, when I look at you. And we were like, that's the name. That's it. So we started Googling and we were like, is anybody called the sisterhood? We had to figure it out. And anyway, it just kind of stuck. Yeah, ended up being our band name. And yeah. a lot of people told us to 
change it as well. And we were like, no, that's what, this is what we are. We are the sisterhood. Yeah. So I'm glad we stuck with it because it really is. Like, it defines yeah. our music, our band name. So Kind of turned into, like, a also, like, empowering each other as well, like, going yeah, going through all this musical process. And once we started recording those songs together, I, I got confidence in myself again as a producer because Ruby was like, hey, you can do this. So I went on, I did a solo record, and, and I produced it myself because Ruby really gave me the confidence to do that. And yeah. so I think that's what, what our And you band give me like, the confidence every day. You too. Stop it. it. Seriously, but it's Oh, important. my God, everyone's like, they're so annoying. They're so annoying. <laughs> But I think it's really important because sometimes as sometimes you feel like you I mean and whether you're a female or a male it doesn't really matter what your gender is or anything it's just really about like helping each other lift each other up Absolutely, in whatever yeah. situation you're in. So, you know. And you, and you mentioned that like on stage, it's kind of nice, you know, in those moments too, where it's maybe it's a when harder show. Like, you you know, can the, kind of the hair out of her yeah. mouth yeah. as she's playing guitar. Yeah. She can't do it herself. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, so this like this band kind of turned into this animal this thing that we didn't realize a friendly animal uh, yeah it was like friendly beast <laughs> we started writing these songs and then all of a sudden we got these gigs like gig offers and ruby yeah. was signed to a modeling agency and she got this call to play in milan she's like can you make an appearance in milan and ruby's like well i just started no, this first, band right first it was venice remember and you hadn't oh, been that's to right, italy venice. so i did a photo shoot it was her first time going to italy and she's italian podcast listeners if you don't know Bonagura. Do your Italian voice. Hey, over here. What are, you know, <laughs> my parents are from New Jersey, so it's like, but I grew yeah. up in Nashville, so I'm really, like, confusing. But we got to go to Venice together yeah. for the first time. It was really funny because everyone, you know, it's like a romance destination. <laughs> so we're, everyone's, like, feeding each other. And Alyssa and I are like, wow. This is, that? like, I wish we yeah. had brought our boyfriends. But, yeah, anyway. No, it was really fun. But we got to see Venice. So she and was doing canals. a modeling gig, and it ended up. Through that gig, we ended up getting another show with the same designer. So they During were like, can "Fashion you Week, yeah, yeah." They were like, "Can you fly?" We didn't, we didn't really know what our band name was at that point, so we kind of just went as Ruby and Alyssa, <laughs> playing music for, also for Italian. Italian people, and we didn't really speak Italian. We were like, "Ciao bella, okay." <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, so that was our first gig. So all this stuff started happening. We got like the CMC Music Festival in Australia. So all these doors started opening. It was kind of, we were like, well, maybe we should pay attention to this and take it seriously. Kind of like a sign. Yeah. yeah. Just all these different things. Yeah. We did a, yeah. a lot by ourselves, and it was interesting. Once we met, just things started, like, you know, happening for us. So we were like, maybe we need to follow. And yeah. also, we got signed to Sony, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not too shabby. And that was a great show. I loved <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. We signed, yeah. we signed a record deal on stage on Ruby's 30th birthday. Amazing. June 17th. It's pretty awesome. So <laughs> it's so just been a, it's been a I'm whirlwind. Twenty three. <laughs> yeah, my twenty third birthday. It's her twenty third birthday. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about who your dad is. Oh yeah, yeah your musical background yeah. is like just so everybody knows, yes. like, like yeah, how you guys were influenced just growing up, given who you know your parents yeah. are. Both. Yeah, of you. and it's really, um, I think, how we've grown up and our parents have, has really influenced our music, and you know, it's just a mix between all different genres. My dad's Rod Stewart, and he raised me on a lot of R&B and soul, and I think the first band I ever listened to was The Temptations, and I was just obsessed with it. And um, and then it went from that to, you know, obviously rock and roll, because my dad was, I was side stage with the little earmuffs on, <laughs> too. Watching him up yeah. there, yeah, and, and being so inspired. When we make music, and then tell who your parents and my are. My parents are in a band called Bailey and the Boys, who were on RCA in, in the 90s, and I, they're from New Jersey, moved to Nashville before I was born, so I 
literally was born three weeks old, was on the road because they were on radio tour. So I grew up on a bus. Tour and, babies. And Ruby grew up on a plane. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's it's really the same. It's just a slightly different way to get my there. Mom, my mom told me, which I, this is so crazy. She told me this the other day. She was like, your first passport was when you were two weeks old and you couldn't even hold up your head. I had to hold it up for you. And I was like, is that safe to take a kid to Paris when they're two weeks old? But, you know. It was totally safe. I'm alive. Look, we did it. And, but that's like, I think that's why we both love touring so much. I mean, like, yeah. uh, we feel weird when we get stagnant. You know, like, when we're, when we're yeah. in one place for too long, I get, like, really weird. I'm like, I need to go somewhere. Like, yeah, you know, and that's you what I'm used so to. Much. I mean, what's so beautiful about being a musician is you learn so much about different cultures. Yeah. And then you get to come back home to the United States and kind of yeah. compare everything and understand it all. And it just... It makes you feel, I think, a little bit socially like freer when you walk into a room because you've just been doing that since you've been a kid. You yeah, know? Right. and so and you know. we're, it was kind of like weird because there's not really a lot of offspring of musicians that do music. Like there's some, obviously, but so when I met Ruby, it was like we were sharing like tour stories, and it was like, yeah, I remember. Like, did you ever <laughs> used to? Right in the in the flight oh, cases yeah, the flight backstage, cases. and we, I was like, "Yes, I used to do that." You know, it was like we used to push each other. You know, yeah. my family would push each other in the back backstage. So just we like, want to do like a whole book on it because there's some <laughs> yeah. like Lucas Nelson could tell some stories, yeah, some crazy stories. All of us, but yeah, so it's weird. I mean, like that's a weird, crazy upbringing, but I feel like we turned out. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) I love, you know, growing up on the road and also having eight siblings to just, like, we were a little crew backstage. We'd play, like, football in the corridors, and people were kind of pissed at us about that. The corridors. That was very British of you. Yeah. The corridors. You can hear it sometimes. pops out. The British. (laughs) Not (laughs) the British side. What do you think has influenced the Sisterhood band sound the most? Like, just in this recording process. Probably our parents. Yeah. Yeah. Just given their well, like, and other musicians, I would say probably too, like Joni Mitchell and Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac and Michael Jackson. We've been listening oh, to yeah. a lot of Michael Jackson recently. I was upset. I mean, I'm still obsessed with Michael Jackson. I think everyone is. The Beatles, right? <clears throat> the Beatles were a huge influence Beatles. for me. I mean, I went to Paul McCartney school, so I was like really obsessed. Got to meet him when I graduated. <laughs> I got cool. to shake his hand. That I haven't washed cool. my hand since. I, yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I think we're very influenced by all that stuff. But we just got to record with two of our favorite musicians of all time, which was Steve Jordan and Pino Palladino. Um, mm-hmm. Who, if you listen to John Mayer at all, they've or played D'Angelo. or D'Angelo. They've played on a lot of amazing, amazing records. Um, also, like Stevie Wonder and yeah. Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. So um, that kind of turned into this thing. We got this opportunity to work with Steve Jordan, and Pino kind of came as like a like a bonus <laughs> a because we hadn't really. We got this. So my friend David Ryan Harris, who's an incredible artist, he tours with John Mayer as well. So they were all on tour, and we were writing down. You know, before we go in and record this music, like who would be our top people that we could get if like wishes come true, right? So we're like, okay, Steve Jordan, Pina Palladino, and then we wrote a couple, uh, you know, other people down in Nashville. And so I was like, all right, how can I find Steve Jordan? Like, how can we reach him? So I called Dave Ryan Harris and I was like, hey man, do you think like while you're on tour with Steve and John and everybody that we could maybe send him some of our demos and he could see if he would play on our stuff. And um, he's like, yeah, man, just send me some stuff. So we sent it to him, and we didn't hear back for, like, a couple, like, notes? a month or something. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. And um, and then all of a sudden, on a Sunday night, we get a, I got, like, a text from Dave Ryan Harrison. He was like, hey, man, Steve can play on the stuff, but it has to be tomorrow. They have one day off in Nashville. 
and, and they didn't have any of their gear because it was on the bus. Yeah. So so we God, called my David, friend yeah. Dave Kalmuski over at Addiction Studio in Nashville, and they always have like all this amazing gear set up all the time. So I'm like, Dave, I know Addiction Studios. Addiction Studios is awesome. Addiction Studios in Nashville. <laughs> Dave Kalmuski's amazing. So I call him and I'm calling him and he's not answering and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, where are we going to record? This is like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. So then he calls me back. He's like, sorry, man, I was in a session. Like, um, I can cancel whatever I have tomorrow for you guys. So he canceled the day. We got in at like two o'clock with Steve Jordan and I was up until like four in the morning, like prepping these demos because we weren't really ready. Like we didn't know what songs we were going to do, but we were like, we can't miss this opportunity. Right. So we took four songs. We went in and we cut them with Steve. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, eight o'clock at night. And Steve's like, so By guys, the way, he's like the kindest human being and has oh. the most insane stories. He's like so his awesome. His first session was with Stevie Wonder with David Bowie's band at Electric Lady Studios. So Alyssa and I were just like, tell like, us more. You're so cool. Tell us more. It was just so fun. And he was so excited. He was like, you know, just really supportive that we were producing he's it like together. Brother, and for sure. um, yeah, he's our brother in the sisterhood for sure. Yeah. So he's like, do you guys need bass on this stuff? And we're like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, Pino's just been hanging at the hotel all day. And we were like, what? And so he's like, well, let me call him right now. And so he calls Pino Palladino and he's like, hey, man, what are you doing right now? And he's like, oh, I'm just getting some dinner. And he's like, you want to come play on some music? And he's like, well, yeah, what is it? And he's like, it's the Sisterhood Band. They're just, they're really good. I think you'll love it. And we're sitting there like, what is going on right now? So Pino's like, all right, cool. So we drop Steve off at the hotel after the session and we pick Pino up in my car that's like falling apart. <laughs> And we drive back to the studio. <laughs> Literally, she has like fabric hanging yeah. from the ceiling that needs to be glued. Yeah. And I, I, every time I get in the car, I'm just like, let me glue it for you. I just, <laughs> I'll get some super glue and I'll glue that thing for you. So Pino's in the front. He's like really, he's really, really tall. tall. He's like almost seven feet. So he's like in this car like this. And he, the thing's like smacking him in the head yeah. as we're driving with the windows down. Yeah. I think because your air con had gone out. My, so it was really hot AC. outside too. We were like, oh no. Like, so this is like, this is just what happened. <laughs> happens to us right yeah. this, these are our crazy also, stories on a full moon which full that's moon. like our thing because Alyssa and I were both born on full moons so like everything important happens to us on a full that moon that Vegas show that I went full to moon. was a full moon full moon full, full moon <laughs> full moon and when we signed a record deal it was a full moon on your birthday yeah so anyway, so Pino came, recorded on three songs until like two in the morning. And um, it's just kind of like this weird thing. So that's, our yeah. new music has that amazing caliber of musicians. And we're just Ultimate so excited. Yeah. yeah, we're so excited to share it with people. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's dive into a couple of the songs. Um, yes. And one song that I just love is Doors. And yes. like I just like love that song so much. And I, I don't think I ever too. heard like what inspired you that's guys to write that. Because that's just a, just oh an inspirational song for people. So before yeah. we got signed, before anything was really taking off for us, Ruby came over to my house in Franklin and we um, walked upstairs and we kind of had like a weird day. Like both of us had just kind of been like... Uh, maybe this is like this music. I don't know. Maybe like I don't know. You know, it's, you get really bogged down car, in the music business. Your car broke down. My car died. Too. It was just like was a one bunch thing of after stuff. the other, right? So she came over and we're sitting upstairs. And my dad was working in the studio at the time, and he had like this electric guitar set up. And so I picked up the electric guitar and we started playing this riff. And um, we literally wrote that song in like thirty minutes about our day. Like when the dark falls and there's no way out, I'll be the one that helps you through it and she was talking we kind of wrote it for each other actually yeah. like we were going to be there for one another if anything happens yeah. you know so don't let your heart hold. 
kind of came, it was like a story to us. It's, it's like our lean on me song, yeah. you know, like each other. It's fun being in a band. Every cause... time we play that too, people for some reason like gravitate towards that song because I think everyone has been there where they've had a difficult day and need someone or mm -hmm. difficult life in general. And so um, I think that out of all of our songs get, gets like the most emotional reaction when we play it live for sure it's right. really cool you to know? to write songs like that and then also like when you're writing them they're like coming through you so they're they're yours and then when they, when you're finished they're not yours anymore they're they're everyone Other else's one, yeah. and so it's really cool to play that song but like the lyric there's one lyric that's like we all break down to break on through and ruby was telling me that she she had that lyric and, and i was like that's that's it. That's why, yeah. I mean, when people fall down, they have to get back up. And the only way to do that, sometimes you have to break all your ideals down to yeah. build yourself back up. And, and, um, and it's like, you know, the whole chorus is really like a, almost like a prayer, like may all your doors remain open. That's really what that yeah. song is about. And my dad actually tells me all the time, like at the end of an in, in, or interview, <laughs> at the end of an interview with my father, <laughs> the end of an email, I meant to say. Um, he always says, um, "Push on through. Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing till you break on through." So that's yeah. like at the end. And now it's in Celtic Stadium. I bought him. Keep like, on pushing. Yeah, I, I bought. Remember a little brick for that's his awesome. birthday. So, um, so that's why we say that in the bridge. That's the end of the song. Yeah. Keep yeah. on pushing. Yeah. We put a lot yeah. of our inspirations in all of our songs. I mean, there's a lot of things that people say to us or yeah. the impressions they leave on us. We really take in everything. We're like little sponges and we kind of, that's a lot of our music comes from that kind yeah. of stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you find like getting outside of town is more helpful in the writing process? Oh, or yeah. Writing? Yeah. I mean, we've written on bathroom floors and planes. We and write a lot on the road. Yeah. It's like a lot. we wrote one song called Halfway with Rod on a plane. because we probably going to get to that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's talk about Halfway. Want to talk about Halfway? <laughs> Sorry, is there? You're a, skipping. I'm ahead. sorry. Is there? Is there? Uh, hey, just tell me if I'm out of line, you guys. Just like let me know. No, I mean it's a great lead into halfway. Okay, great. So halfway so, is a song that we wrote on the plane with Rod Stewart, and that was really funny. Why don't you tell the story? Okay, Rosie? so we were on tour with my dad, and we got stuck up in the air because I guess the fog was so thick on the ground that we couldn't land. So it's we kind of scary. Which we were like, what if we can never land? Do we just fall out of the sky and that's how we land? Like, that's kind of scary. Are there More wine, on please. The plane? I don't know. Yeah. So there was, thank God, there was lots of wine and two guitars. And so we just kind of, we were drinking a little bit and Alyssa started playing and, um, and we just were drunk and, and kind of <laughs> pressed record and kind of forgot about the song, honestly. So we ended up landing, just so you guys know. Yeah, we had so <laughs> much fun, Landed the plane though. safely. We were, like, jamming on this plane, yes. having so much fun, and we forgot, which that was great. That we had this great voice note. And yeah. so I think we were at a show, and Alyssa was, like, randomly during the show, was like, whatever happened to that song? <laughs> and this is, like, two months later, by the way. So I'm like, what? I mean, which? Because we always have random, random songs that we record everywhere. And she's like, the one that we wrote on the plane with your dad, we got to listen to that voice note. <laughs> so we go outside of the venue and we're listening to it. And my dad is like, it was so funny. He's like screaming through the entire thing. Like, like yeah, yeah, Ruby, yeah, that was right in the yeah, the chorus and like clapping really loud into the voice note, and, and I'm not gonna sit. He did curse a little bit, but it was good cursing. Sure, sing funny. again, I love that hook. Yeah. So he was really helping us write it. And so we listened to it, and we're like, oh my god, it's there. We have the first verse, and we have the chorus, and um, we just have to write the the second verse, right? 
Which now I think about it, we have to give my dad writing credit yeah. for publishing on that. Song. Rod, you get, you, that's the Nashville rule. If you're in the room, right. you get a percentage. Or the plane. Yeah, or the plane. <laughs> so it turned in. If it's funny though, if you listen to the lyrics of the first part, it says, "This love has been up in the air for, for far too, too long. long. Yeah. Ain't no sign of touching down. And Lord, it feels so wrong. So it's, it's pretty, really about being on it's the plane. Being on the plane. <laughs> we turned it into a love song. That's a great jam. I love that song. Thanks, Liz. Um, well, guys, it's been great chatting. <laughs> oh, thanks, Liz. You thanks hear for our stories all over. Thanks for listening to our crazy stories out there in podcast land. It's fun. Thank and you. Yeah. I know the Sony team's very excited about your new music. We're very excited oh, for everything you. the year ahead. So this will be great. The yeah. sisterhoodband.com. You can follow us there and find us on YouTube and Message us because we'd see all the messages if you're listening. Yeah, out all there. on social media. Yeah. Yes. This is absolutely awesome. Thanks, y'all. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you later. Huge thanks to the Sisterhood Band and Liz Koss for being our guests. You can visit thesisterhoodband.com to find out more about their new acoustic collection of songs called Summer Set List, available now. This episode was produced by Lee Stimmel, Mark Grandy, Nicole Heyman, and me, Matthew Billy. Special thanks to Simon Marcus of Pippa and Sony Music Nashville. The Lost Art of Liner Notes is a Rumble Yard production. You can find more episodes by subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Rumble Yard is a division of Sony Music Entertainment. For more information, please visit rumbleyard.com. Thanks for listening. Oh.